0: Hello, welcome to The Honest Wargame. I'm your host, Rob. I'm joined by Adam Mumford. Adam, what up?
1: Everything is up. (laughs) I'm excited.
0: (laughs) So me and Adam are going to be doing the live coverage at the Super Series Showcase, which is a Warhammer Age of Sigmar invitational event. Uh, now, we've done the Super Series before. If you're listening to the war Wargamer and you haven't ever tuned into the war Wargamer before, uh, the Super Series is a very particular type of format where you have two teams play against each other. And in the Super Series format, normally it's a knockout ladder that happens over weeks. Uh, this is a special showcase because we're trying something a bit different tomorrow. We've got two teams of six. Normally we do team teams of four with two of the tables being blind and two of the tables being live streamed uh well, four of the tables sorry being live streamed adam's gonna be my co-commentator and we're gonna have dan matt and other matt uh do all of our live coverage over the weekend with us uh, so that's basically what we're gonna be talking about today we're gonna to be reviewing the list adam you've been an integral part of the uh the system beforehand it's pretty f- exciting right
1: i wouldn't say integral i just talk about warhammer and pretend i know what i'm <laughs> doing but uh yes yeah it's great right yes. i enjoyed the super series it's quite exciting it's exciting to see like a a new way of doing it already Um, and I think six man is the way forward, I reckon. Uh, I reckon it's good. We'll, it's an experiment it's this good. weekend. It's gonna be good. Man. Yeah, it's an
0: experiment this weekend to see how we feel about it. See if maybe if it's too much information, maybe if it's not a lot. And part of that is going through the whole process, right? So if you guys don't know what any of this is, you can go on to the tsportsnetwork.com or you can go on twitch.tv forward slash the t network and you can go and watch uh, either the ban show. We're gonna put the ban show from Monday free on YouTube. You guys can go and watch that and see what happened. Uh, where two or both teams are able to ban five units each for a total of ten that can't be used in tomorrow's matchup that's got a load of strategy in it uh which is really fun uh tony's in the chat count more this is the future I uh, love everything about this format so tony's one of the people who suggested to me that we try out a six-man uh system so we are going to be doing that tomorrow um so you guys can go back and watch that and go through this today we're going to be looking at the list and these are also the first team lists that we've seen for age of sigma 3 adam right
1: yeah and some of them are- I I was surprised with quite a lot of them, actually. Um, I think the ban phase obviously influenced a lot of these um, lists. You can see why um, some of the bans happened now. Um, And I think it's going to be really exciting to see um, how these lists play in AOS 3, because some of them are... Maybe a little bit similar to what you would have seen in AOS s two, but how they now transfer into the new edition,
0: yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent like the uh, the band phase is really integral because sometimes you've got aggressive bands, sometimes you've got defensive bands. and one of the the kind of key points that I think gets raised a little bit um is is why those bands occurred, uh, and some of those were targeted bands, right? They were like specifically were aiming for people in some of those bands. The Kairos band felt like it was that the Marathi band maybe was just like, I don't know what the Marathi ban. I think everyone wants to ban Marathi, right?
1: Just no one wants to play against Marathi because <laughs> she is a terror, a terror of AOS three or Terror.
0: Uh, the Glockin was confusing, but Kairos made sense. Salamanders made sense, so they were banned. The Necromancer, like Dave says, uh, Legio Nine, they targeted that Necromancer earlier on in the actual Super Series for H Sigma Two. I know. Poor Necromancer with hat, right? Um, uh, so that's going to be tough, and then. Um, uh, there was some Marathi was banned. The Moor Crusher directly targeting Leo, uh, but we now know he swapped that up for Kragnos. Um, the Warsong Revenant behind me banned uh, too soon. Who knew Silver Death were going to get hit? How do you feel about that, Adam?
1: Um, i played quite a lot of Silver Nef recently because uh, m- my buddy uh, Math Mallow mm-hmm. is uh, probably the best Silver Nef player ever. In the world. Uh, ever, yeah. right? Uh, and he keeps smashing me with Silver Nef, So I say uh, Nerf Silver Nef, And uh, drop them down a couple of tiers, please, because they deserve it.
0: We'll just comp them out. It's it's the
1: (laughs) easiest way. Let's comp them out.
0: (laughs) Get rid of them. We'll just cop them all out, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we, also saw, we also saw the Wind Spirits, which have been causing nothing but drama on the internet recently, banned. Um, uh, so you can't take uh, the Wind Spirits plus Severith, which is an interesting take because Severith was really the issue. The Wind Spirits were seen less and Severith was integral and kept him more. See,
1: I think the, the Wind Spirit's the better ban um, because the Severith you can only have one of because he's a named character, whereas the if you don't ban the Wind Spirit, you can have five of them. And that's where the real terror of that list comes in. And I'm definitely not currently painting foxes at all, honest. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, And then the final band was uh, Gotrek. Gotrek got hit. Uh, And Adam actually uh, took part in a competition in Age of Sigmar 2 to be the best Gotrek player in the world with the most slays. Actually won the event. So Adam is uh, probably like the chief representative for Gotrek. How do you feel about the the band for Gotrek? It kind of makes sense, right? It was the fifth band. You look across the army spread. You look at the nine other bands that have happened. You ask yourself, do I want to bring big models? Do I not? What do you think?
1: Human. Human. Fuming. What is Age of Sigmar without Godrek He's finally, finally got his time in the sun and everyone wants to get rid of him. You know, I, I've had two years of playing him, at, you know, and he's been fine and now he's good and everyone wants to ruin him for me. Hello, Nightmare. Yeah. So
0: all of these lists all, all these lists will be available later today on um, the um as a blog post. so You guys can go and check that out later um so we will do that if you're watching it back on youtube like it'll be up by then and if you guys are watching it live on twitch it'll definitely be ready for tomorrow because the live coverage so all of saturday uh, the 14th of august will be live on the t-sports network doing the coverage of this event um missions have been chosen it's first blood tooth and nail and oh, the other one i keep forgetting i keep forgetting its name the predator. Uh, yes um uh, savage predators uh, those are the missions savage games no it's not, it's not, it's, savage not savage games. Games. it's not savage games, uh, it's, savage not games. Um, yes. it's not that. savage <laughs> it's definitely not that it's not that survival maybe? of the fittest is the other one that's the other one uh, first blood you know. first blood um now you've got me confused uh, survival of the fittest first blood tooth and, and nails survival of the fittest those are the three there you there go, we go. We smashed smashed it. it. it we'll be fine. better for tomorrow. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's look at, let's talk about the list. Nurgle Matthew, thanks for being the Wicket Keeper in the chat and donating 10 gift subscriptions. You love, you lush. Uh, right. So let's talk about these lists, shall we? So South London Legion, um, let's get like a top down overview of these lists. Uh, so we've got Fire Slayers. We've got OCR Bone Reapers. We've got Nurgle, Lumineth Realm Lords. Uh, we've got um, Big War. And then we have Mega Gargants. Mega Gargants, one of those armies that in Age of Sigmar 2 we already were seeing in the Super Series a lot into the team format, Adam. We're going to look at the, the list in detail in a moment. Um, but just as, an, as like a team composition, they, they're so much better in
1: Age of Sigmar 3, right? They're so much better. Um, yeah, they're really quite good at the moment. You can actually, you can see them winning games, not just because they're there, but because they actually can actually do stuff now. Um, I say they can do stuff. They still have zero tactics. All they do is walk forward and sit on an objective. But you know they can at least win a game now.
0: Yeah, so. they can. And also, like interesting. Uh, I spoke to Owen on the Stats Centre recently earlier in the week. He was he he saw a couple of like gargant mirrors, which we might see because there is gargants for both teams. Um, we saw a couple of gargant mirrors. Uh, he or he saw a couple of gargant mirrors. It all comes down to the objective because uh, sorry to the roll off for first turn because of course. You get onto the objectives you hold, and if you can't outscore your opponent by taking them off them, which you can't normally in a in a, in a uh, Sons of Behemoth mirror match, then you just lose basically straight away. Uh, big shout out to Jacob Berry in the chat. Love you tons. Um, uh, I'd like him to know that it was it's £444 for me to have flown to... Um, uh, oh god New Jersey and I was going to drive down with Joe next week but can't afford it but that was going to be a plan uh, so Jacob I'm sorry that you missed you that would have been super fun to go because Nashcon's next week which is an amazing uh, Age of Sigmar event if you guys are in uh, America anyway um, so what I was going to say was uh, the Mega Gargant Mirror is quite interesting and this whole army composition I think is fascinating because Adam we're so new into the edition for Age of Sigmar 3 tell me what you think tell me what you think um is uh would what tell me what you think they're trying to achieve with this this team composition i know what my thoughts are if you don't have any thoughts that's cool but what do you think
1: um i think you can see in almost every list so every list has some form of monster except for the lumineth list um so you can see really see that sort of hero monster meta coming out um and you can sort of you know that they're the good things at the moment. You've got a, the Fire Slayers list is there to try and take down the monsters. Um, you've got Owen playing his OBR, and he's obviously trying to be that survivable piece in this team composition. Um, you've also got the Nurgle, again, another survivable piece for sitting on those objectives and just tanking as much as they can. Um, and then you've got some Trixie lists from the Lumineth coming out. Um, the Uruks do a lot of damage. And then the Sons of Bahamut, again, really good at just taking and tanking on those objectives. So I think they've got a really good mix of, like, tank and Trixie. Um, I don't know. They've, they've probably got one or two lists that have the output there as well. So they've got things that they can throw in um, when they're attacking, defending, doing that team uh, matchup process. So they've got things that they can throw out and go, I oh, need to do damage to that list. here's my two lists that are going to deal with yours or if they put down a defensive uh first pick they can put down two really offensive um armies so i think it's a really interesting um team composition honestly i don't entirely know what their plan is because i still don't know the game well enough yet but i think we're going to find out um exactly tomorrow yeah I think, I think i think
0: that's the like the, the the i think that's super honest of you adam and i think it's really excellent that you're making that uh by the way the link to the bands are in the chat for you guys if you guys want to uh, go and look at what the bands were but just to fire through again for you uh varangard were banned wind spirits were banned. marathi more crusher warsong revenant got king kyra salamander's necromancer and Gotrek. um uh and then the uh, so it's interesting because i think that there are really two tactics two meta tactics in age of sigmar 3 at the moment just like you said though adam we could be wrong it's so early in the edition. we've got no real clue but ultimately you want to achieve two things right you want to score the primary better than your opponent does yeah and then you want to achieve all the battle tactics and the question i i sometimes ask myself is like okay Cool. I can definitely see. So, for instance, if you look at the... When we go and look at uh, Nico's fire sale list in a moment, he definitely is going to be achieving the primaries quite well. Or uh, Owens' list in those OCR Bone Reapers. Both very dominant primary armies, as is the Nurgle list, actually. And, in fact, actually all of the lists. But we'll talk about that in a minute, because I think that's the theme. I think what they're dominantly doing is scoring the primary. And then the battle tactics aren't... They're not necessarily not thought about, but I think that they're, they're going to let them come up, because those are points on the board guaranteed if that makes sense you score them and what i mean by the primary of course is holding objectives and scoring points holding two or holding more are going to be really key in those and i think actually south london legion have put together armies that are definitely trying to achieve that early um and then make sure that they hold on to them because they've got some very resilient lists right fire slayers is super resilient although it's actually not quite what it seems on paper ocr bone reapers is mega resilient south london uh, the nurgle list is resilient and and the output from that could be insane drone strike let's go uh the venari list is slightly different um it's resilient ish but i don't think as much as the others i think leo's list in the big wire is far more aggro and i think the sons of behemoth list is what the sons of behemoth list is it just runs on the so it's a primary yeah Yeah, it it does well so as a team competition i think it's like it's definitely like a strong mid-board game and they're not trying to achieve anything else which i think is interesting um but I obviously could be wrong. Like we said, we don't really know, right? Because it's so early in the edition.
1: It's the first time we're also talking yeah. about it as well, right? So it's sort of, you know, as much as w- I think we've got a fair grasp of how this game is working now, the actual little things of what's going to be happening are going to be really interesting. I'm sure I'm going to see new things uh, tomorrow that haven't actually seen your experienced yet um, and things that you almost talk about, which when they actually happen, you're like, oh, that wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be or... That was a lot better than I ever thought it yeah. could be. Um, so I think it's gonna be really interesting to see what is coming right. out of these uh. Lists. Yeah, so let's talk
0: about these lists. So Nico, uh, let's talk about his list first, uh, for Fire So he's got the Rune Master, the Rune Sun, the Rune Smiter, the Rune Smiter on Magma Droth, the Battlesmith and Lord Exorcist. Now the important point here is his core battalions. He's got a double warlord, and that allowed him that's gonna that's allowed him uh, to take two um, uh, artifacts, which I think is actually really, really, really important in this army. Um, he's got the Salamander Cloak for a 5-up DPR, and the Norsidian Icon. Now, the Norsidian Icon I think is the most important part here, because it's a 4-up ignore for the army. He's obviously in Hermdar, so he's got a couple of things going for that. He's got a minus 1 to wound bubble, within wholly within 12 inches, um, and then he also can give a unit, uh, always strikes first, But and then there's like multiple pluses to save. He's allied in a Lord Exorcist, so he's got plus 1 to save from the Lord Alexis via Mystic Shield, uh, the um, uh, the Battlesmith is going to give out plus one save, the Rune Sun gives out plus one save, uh, so he's got loads of plus one saves to put out, but the trick here is that it's not the Fire Sl- or oh, it's not quite the Fire Slayer army,
1: the I think it's slightly different. I didn't I sort of looked at it and I was like these are the wrong things. What are the, what's going on here? I don't really know how to talk about this anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, so it's 210 Hearthguard Berserkers and if you've never talked about or listened to any competitive uh Fireslayer chat it's the Hearthguard Berserkers this is how it works. And he's got 210s. Right. which is is very reasonable right um uh but you could have had them up as 215s or have another 10 but instead he's lent into the auric hearthguard now they're the shooting guys um now he's got a 15 so he's reinforced them twice he's got two fives and uh the 15 and the two hearthguards are also in the hunters of the heartlands which means they can't be affected by monsters uh so they're going to be able to use all their stuff um and then the 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 key part here is that they're two shots each. So I just did some quick some quick dirty math for you. It's twenty-five shots. Uh sorry, it's twenty-five shooters basically from the Auric Hearthguard. They shoot eighteen inches, but they yeah. move four, so it's a twenty-two inch range. Um effectively. Uh but that means it's fifty shots. Fifty shots that they could be doing. Uh yeah, okay. and it's uh, it's fours threes, ren one, damage one. Unless you're shooting at a monster, in which case it becomes damage two. At eighteen inches and also if you wound them on a four up they could like got half their move and other stuff. Uh, and he's also and he's nice. also thrown curse in the army as well. Right? So he's also got a priest with curse. So he could pick a unit and any sixes to hit are gonna do um, a mortal wound. So he can do so he's got that frontline hurt guard berserkers, he's got the shooting. I'm very excited about this list. I'm hype. This is Nico's written the list that I wanted to write. Like he's done it for me, so Yeah, it's really interesting, yeah.
1: isn't it? Um, I think it's really cool to see Fire Slayers taking things that Uh, we haven't seen before because obviously it used to just be two big bricks of hearth guard berserkers (laughs) hearth, hearth, and and, but (laughs) uh, the Uruk guys, the shooters they're really interesting aren't they, especially as we were talking about earlier, this new sort of monster meta that seems to be emerging because every list is taking some kind of hero monster and because they're hero monsters they're really tough to kill because they've got you know, best day ever, they've got mystic shield uh, all out defense so they're really just stacking those saves whereas these guys have that output to deal yeah. with
0: them yeah honestly like it's a very it's a very interesting list makes the list far more dynamic and also really poses a problem for the dragon slayers because that list is just better into monsters And if you give them monsters, they're better as an army. Uh, And those Hearthguard Berserkers do a solid anyway. The grand strategy for people asking is Pillars of Belief. Now, almost always you're going to see Prize Sorcery or Beastmasters. Prize Sorcery means at the end of the battle, if you have any Wizards left alive, uh, then you get three victory points. That's what a grand strategy does. Uh, Beastmasters are the same, but for monsters and Mega Gargants are picking that all day. Um, In this one, it's Pillars of Belief, so if you've got any Priests left alive. And the problem is, is he's got a bunch of Priests in the leaders, um, but you You've got, to, you've got to deal with the, the two tens of Hearthguard Berserkers and also the Oryx really before you start getting into anything else. I really like it as an army. I think it's going to play very centrally, but the battle plans are fairly central anyway. Um, so yeah. we'll we'll find out
1: how that... i say two of the battle plans, all three objectives are straight down the middle. And then the last objective is four or one in each corner. So this one's going to really enjoy the first... Uh, at least the first two missions and then maybe the last one it might struggle but they might you know just get it into a monster game and just smash yeah. them up uh- and like so. T-Mac
0: T- says, the 15 Oryx, you can give them plus one to hit, obviously, from all that attack. Uh, and they've also got the Prayer of Ash, which is plus one to wound. Um, uh, so that could be wounded on two. So it, like, so it's 30 yeah. shots, threes, twos, rend one, damage two into some monsters. If you throw Curse on there, any sixes to hit are going to do a mortal wound. Um, so it's a fun list, and it's interesting.
1: And let's not forget about Unleashed Hell as well. No, let like we've got to remember that as well so even they also potentially there's it's really good defense from from the charges from those monsters so those monsters are gonna have to really be careful when they're going into this list so it's like do i really want to charge this because i have to deal with it but at the same time they're potentially gonna smash me up one or two yeah, charge yeah them. it's
0: um uh uh so do six different lists have to have different grand strategies? No, uh, Warboss Wilson, I didn't put that in the pack or say that that was necessary to do so. Potentially something to look at in the future. But I think really all you're doing is just like who's getting the, I don't know, like everyone takes the same one, right? Who gets yeah, the bad who one? Who gets the bad one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but maybe something to have added in, uh, added in for next time. So again, just going through this process for everyone, then we just get to do a better version next time. So appreciate the question. Uh, Owen Jackson fans, please get your remote out in the chat if you can. Um, so, uh, yeah, here we go. So Owen Jackson's list is really interesting. Catacross, Arcan and Soul Reaper, and then three times 20 Mortec Guard and a Mortec Crawler. So it plays almost like the fire sale we just talked about before those more guard there that's 60 wounds on a four up save and um he's obviously there in Petrifex elite i should have mentioned that as well um he's going to try hold the line so he's going to want to keep those more guard alive as long as possible um that's how it that yeah that's how he's going to be running it but Petrifex is really good because it gives him additional rend it also gives him reroll ones to save um which is just really useful uh but catacross and Arkan can put basically six bodies back into each Mortek guard unit over the course of um uh each of their yeah. hero phases as well as Arkan can stack mystic shield either on a single model or
1: on each one of the Mortek guard guardians right oh no wait yeah he's really really good i don't think you can um stack mystic shield anymore i think you can stack arcane bottle um, but I think they changed it that you can't stack Mystic Shield uh, anymore. I think, um, think Ashley changed it on, but they seen... didn't change it on
0: Arcan. Is it only in the If Gash? anyone can anyone but correct me in the chat. The Gash, and and um, also, obviously, Petrofec, sorry, I forgot about the update. They ignore Rend 1. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah so this is a really survivable list. Um, we've I've seen uh, when uh, our team did the Super Series, we had um, Speckles running a list with Catacross and Arcan as well. And the amount of regeneration that comes out from those two is unreal it is really really powerful um that crawler is is it is, is it, he's still good um but i think the crawler struggles in this edition because of the amount of pluses to save and the, because it's got lack of rend. i think you're going to see it do special less shots. damage than what you used oh. to um yeah so it's there for those special shots um because obviously the new coherency rules make it better but the new way that like saves are working make it worse so I'm interested to see how the Mortec Crawler actually plays now. I mean, Mortec Guard, we, we know they're just going to be walking forward, standing there. But they do actually have quite a lot of output because of that rend 2 that they're going to be getting. So at least they're going to be getting some kind of um damage coming out. And they're all in the Hunters of the Heartland. So they're all be not being affected by those monstrous abilities. Um, so I think it's interesting. I think it's going to be good in like we were saying, because there's three in the middle, um, and I think maybe on the last one it's going to struggle, because you can't do what you used to and do the stringing out um, in OCR Bone rivers anymore. Um, but it's, it should be cool. It's got a lot of output. It's fairly survivable. Um, and I'm curious how the Dragon Slayer is going to deal yeah, with
0: it. Yeah, I think it's an interesting one, especially because um, uh, you could do a bunch of stuff, like you could stack Mystic Shield on Arka, and he's fast, uh, so then you can just be ignoring mm. a load of rend, um, which I think is really interesting. Uh, Catcross is going to steal CP. Um, he's getting pluses to hit. I think it's pretty classic. But the point is, as I think it is geared towards some primary. Um, like it's geared towards some primary yeah, scoring. Definitely. And then I mean and 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 let's just like lay our cards on the table. In competitive Age of Sigmar at the minute, the battle tactics are fairly easy to achieve. You really like he's gonna get monstrous takeover just from being on an objective early. Um so like he's he's not gonna get maybe like a savage spearhead or something. But like, I think he can he can probably comfortably say to himself, I'm going to get three, maybe four battle tactics without even really needing to play my opponent. My opponent's going to have to come play me. And I think that yeah. that's what the guys have really designed as lists going through, which I think is really clever. Um, uh, so uh, that's Owen's list, and I think it's really good. And it's nice seeing um, uh, those OCR Bone Reapers, like, in play. Um, uh, right Now, Rob Bradley has got a Nurgle list, and this Nurgle list is super techie. And yeah, spicy, spicy super techie, <laughs> and really, really fun. He's got a great and clean one. He's got sloppy bar piper, sports box scrivener, a vermin lord corruptor. Then for battle line, he's got three blocks of 20 plague bearers. His grand strategy is hold the line, so again, he's going to want to keep those plague bearers alive, uh, which is good because he's got that unit of plague drones, six of them, so two units of six. He's also got. Emerald Life Swarm, and his sub-faction is the Minificent Wanderers. Now, Minificent Wanderers, if you're within 3 inches, you worsen the Rend by 1, so they're already reducing the Rend coming in, which stacks really well with if you want to throw a Mystic Shield out there if you want to do something else. Um... But the uh, but like the the tech that I've been able to glean from having read read this list, and I was just saying to Matt earlier today, um, so Matt who runs the TSN arena, I was like, it's so difficult sometimes looking at these team composition lists because sometimes the lists intentionally are meant to like hide the truth from you. But what but what yeah. I think it does is, uh, and interestingly, the Great and Clean one doesn't have the bell either. Normally the bell is taken because it gives you the plus movement. That hasn't been put in the list. Uh, instead, it's the I think it's the Great Bail Sword.
1: Yes, yeah, so he's got the uh, Plague Flail and Massive uh, bile Sword, which is really good on the uh, Great Unclean at the moment because you can buff him to actually be able to do some output now. So he's, he's, or he's like a survival piece that also is doing a lot of output. So he's really good for those uh, the um, battle tactics. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's, uh, it's it's a really interesting one. But the uh, he's got two really like key pieces here. Uh, the Stoppity bar Piper and the Sporkspot Scrivener. Now, the Vermilor Corruptor is a great monster. He's got Flaming Weapons uh, as a spell, as an upgrade. And he's also got the muck Talon as well. So, plus one to wound. He's got plus one to hit as well, obviously, from uh, all-out attack. Um, and then uh, the Flaming Weapons makes his ten Plague Reaper attacks uh, turn into damage too. So he can be a... Pr- and he's also a wizard as well, right? So he's casting spells. Um, He's got a great yeah. horde clearing spell. Like it, It's a really solid piece to just plug in. But it's the plague drones where this whole thing works, in my opinion. So the, spo- the Sloppity Barpiper... I'm going to try and get this right. Sloppity Barpiper can pick... A, he's got a couple of things he can do when he plays his bagpipes. He can make something not pile in. But I think the key one is he pick a unit w- within 14 inches and then he sixes to hit, cause a mortal wound, right? Against yeah. it. Now, the Spoil Spock Scrivener can give plus one attack on a unit with the Plague Bearer keyword, so that's the Plague Drones. Great and Clean One can give plus one attack via a command ability on the Plague Drones, and if the Plague Drones are wholly within 14 inches of a um, uh, Herald, which Sloppity and Spoil Spocks are, that's an addition. It's just Nurgle Yeah, Demon. Nurgle Demon. Oh, just, yeah. Then it's an additional, yeah, it's it's additional one. plus one. So actually, as Plague Drones can get plus three attacks on their four weapon profiles yeah so plus 12 attacks per plague drone um is what we're seeing and then any of those hitting into unit that's ended up with a sloppity curse on um end up taking mortal wounds as well as like uh the one of the attacks is d3 so it's six plague drones doing four attacks each doing d3 damage it's so much like output potentially and they fly we're
1: going back to AOS yeah drone 1, strike we used to see this all the time <laughs> in AOS 1 and it used to be amazing but you had to rely on that spell I can't remember what it's called but the one that you basically pick a unit and you sixes on mortals Um, now you don't have to rely on a spell so actually they are it's really reliable Um, and just with the amount of attacks I and mean, they're on just so many attacks I mean, you can get nearly like 90 odd attacks from you know the unit so each six doing mortal wounds it's just insane the amount of damage they're fairly fast they're really survival, you know, five wounds apiece. He's got Emerald Life Swarm in there to keep oh, him going. Oh, yes. Um, Huge. If, so there's Emerald Life Swarm to keep him going. If they take a Battle Shock and they roll a one, you can bring them back. Um, and there's so much regeneration in this list. Um, but it's also got a lot of output as well. Um, and I, those, drone, those drones, they're just going to be cool. I think coherency is going to be odd, but maybe he's looking for one to die, potentially. I can see that. I um, see that.
0: Yeah, like, especially just letting one attack first. Like, I mean, it, ultimately, he's going to be doing the primary, like, very nicely again with those play drones striking where they need to strike. Because, again, like, that's all you want it to achieve. It's all you're going to try and achieve, right? You're going to try and achieve that. And then he's got the Vermilor Corruptor who potentially can kill a battle line for that additional plus one. Um, so, like, he's an outputty character
1: that actually can, can do the work. He's a really nice piece, sort of, on his own, if I makes sense. Like, he, he's... He synergizes with the army, but he's very nice just to be able to sort of throw off somewhere else so that he can always be a distraction piece. Or if something's being annoying somewhere else, he can just go over and fight it. So, you know, he's a 12 inch move. Um, He's got 12 wounds. He's got five up DPR um, or ward save now. So he's got a lot. He's survivable and he's got output so he can be on his Who's own. great and clean Which what? I think is quite interesting. No, the, oh, the yeah, yeah, the Vermin Lord. And then, yeah, no, with can just go Yeah, and Life note. Swarm next to him, so heal 2d3.
0: Also, yeah. the, if you look at any of the Demon stuff, they come out of Age of Sigmar 3 smashing it, right? They're all Bravery 10, which means Heroic Recovery works on them super well. Um, and they're in, a, so they're in a really good spot on that. They're also characters, so they can also use in their finest hour. So they are going to get plus one save via that mechanic at some point if they get caught out. You could just do some, yeah. The Vermin Lord Troubleshooter is a ge- great name. He's like, I'm going to go get that battle tactic. I'm going to go troubleshoot that problem. That's a great, that's a great name. Love that. Uh, so that's a really fun list. Um, and I think it's Sloppity and Sportsbox really kind of brings that upper level. Uh, the Great and Clean one obviously has got the endless gift. So again, and like, it's going to save a bunch of. Uh, damage on that because it's kind of like a tricksy war dpr save effectively uh, on the endless gift um uh, as an artifact so that's rob's list for nurgle and i think that that's really really fun and interesting to unpack as well uh Obed bin nasir uh what a treasure this uh, gentleman is um so he's got a um lumineth realm lord's army and he's got the Cathalar, a law seeker severith is in there no messing uh then he's got 10 wind charges as battle line, because he's got the Helon sub-faction, which allows them to be battle line. He's got 20 Wardens, 20 Sentinels, and then he's got an Alapex and another 20 Sentinels. Um, and his grand strategy is prize sorcery, so any of these wizards stay alive at the end. He's going to keep them alive. That, that <laughs> should be pretty easy. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Jacob, yeah, he has to survive to use the endless gift. Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. Uh so that was on the last list. So this list, Adam, uh Helon, uh there's so much to unpack. We obviously saw Matt Goldsborough's. It's kind of Helon Nation's kind of his thing at this point. Um uh so <laughs> causing so much trouble, he's he's reinvented comp. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like uh, i think it's a bit of a trick here because there's actually 40 sentinels in the list looking to take out all of the synergy right in a team composition it's a great anti-synergy list like if you threw it against nurgle for example you'd be like right well i'm just going to shoot off sports box uh and also the um, uh soppy bar piper and then you've re- i've reduced a lot of your your potential like synergy right
1: yeah this list is horrific like this is Awful. Um, those because you're in Helon, um, you you know you've got the mechanics that you, you were gonna be seeing with Severith and the wind charges to be you know hit and run away and do those sort of shenanigans, but also um something in helon that you don't necessarily you haven't really potentially seen before. But when they're within three inches of an enemy, they all get plus one attacks to their range weapons. Now that synerg- synergizes really nice with unleashed hell because when you charge Unleash hell activates after you've been charged so you activate unleash hell and you get that helon ability to get plus one attacks because you've got an enemy within three so those uh, sentinels when if, if they unleash hell they're gonna be getting instead of 19 shots they're gonna be getting 38 shots every five and six are gonna be doing a mortal wound and that's just from unleashed hell that's not even when they shoot yep. normally. Um, so that's like a, almost a bit, little bit of tech that he's got in there. Obviously, you know, 40 Sentinels is just horrific anyway. Um, I think the Lawseeker is a really, really interesting pick. He's got that for Lambent Light. So he can. the Lawseeker is going to be deploying somewhere on the board, basically anywhere that's out of three inches um, of an enemy. And then you can cast Lambent Light, giving everything in your army rerolls hits against it. Um, and because he's a one drop, he's going to be almost getting, well, he's going to be getting the choice of turn every single time. Um, and then, obviously, Severith. We all know what Severith does at this point. He flies around doing what he wants and having a great time. Causing loads of mortal wounds. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't
0: really... I, I Adam. He... I hadn't picked up on the Law Seeker doing that using Lambert Light. That's great, because obviously he, obviously yeah, yeah, he doesn't yeah, have yeah. a spell pool. So, of course, that puts him, like, like, danger close to be able to cast it. That's really good. Okay, yeah, I hadn't seen that. Lovely pick out. Yeah, good work.
1: Yeah, this list is horrific. It's going to be a really really it's I think it's gonna be a really tough one to play into. I genuinely think this is one list I've seen that I can see it fairly easily going three oh okay Sorry. interesting. and um, just because the missions that are being played um The Dragon Slayers team comp as well, and I think this is going to be a list to really watch out for. Well, I think also
0: it's great; it's a bully piece in the team in the team matchup, right? Very much like Archeon will be when we get to that. For the Dragon Slayers, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But like, but reducing down any of those characters from an army, and that's what it does well. If you guys aren't sure, Sentinels can ignore line of sight, and they they shoot thirty and move six, so it's a thirty-six inch effective range, Uh, and any sixty to hit a mortal wound unless they bump it up to fives. And with Lambent Light, like Adam says, uh, you can on a unit you can reroll hits so it's very likely from those 40 shots that you're going to be able to take out a character that's not including severith running around with his shot that can one-shot a character as well as well as being able to pass over stuff and do mortal wounds so it's an army that can just rip apart your synergy but i do wonder if it like it comes unstuck if it gets piled into a gargant, right like maybe it like maybe it like it does enough into a gargant, we'll see into a mega gargant, i'm sure someone can give the math
1: Thing is, into gargants, it's lower drop than them. So you don't worry about the output. You just worry about tagging and running away and you literally just play the movement game versus them. So they've got the output to deal with the other armies, and then they've got the movement shenanigans to deal yeah, with the Yeah, We're not even
0: talking about the Wind Chargers, who they get buffed up uh, with speed of heat, so they double their yeah. movement, uh, which means they fly across the board, they shoot a bunch of stuff, and then they tra- and then with the Helon command ability, they actually travel back to home base. Uh, so you've actually got, as much as the Sentinels look like, they're, they're basically, imagine another unit of Sentinels, effectively. So you've got four pieces that just rip your synergy to part, and then, you know, They're like, right, it's your turn. I worry that they struggle to hold an objective. I know the Law Seeker obviously can do that well, um, as can 20 Wardens, but like, it's not tons. It feels fragile, maybe to a double. Uh, But I gotta say, the Dragon Slayer's gotta be like, don't pair our synergy into that like just brute force into that because if we put a list that like pairs yeah. like that we'll see that that's going to be one of those like this is the razor you don't want to turn up uh right so that's obey and obviously obeys the treasure as well now leo very excited for leo uh to be playing actually with his big war leo won bloodshed in the Sh- shire doesn't often uh travel a boot uh to play games but um he's they, he got targeted by the dragon slayers in the ban phase they were like, no more Crusher, screw you, Leo, you're not allowed to play him. Uh, and so Leo was like, cool, I'm just going to take Kragnos instead. One of two Kragnoses that are attending, which has blown my mind. He's
1: amazing think? in this edition. He's okay. loving his life. Base 2 plus saves so you can buff it up to a 1 plus, get it to a 0 plus with a Mystic Shield. You know, he's got damage to deal with these big monster characters. Um, yeah, I, I think he's really good in AOS 3. And he's really really interesting piece and he's a good way to deal with those the big bads that are coming well, out Well, yeah, the
0: exactly. Like, you know, because of just the charge mechanic and also he's a beatstick in combat. Um, but there's some little key pieces in here which I think are very exciting. Uh, there's three Uruk War Chanters, which seems quite high. Normally you would see a weird boy in there, but instead they took the artifact to allow one of the Uruk War Chanters to become a wizard, which means you've got the great big green-handed Gork, which means you've got, very much like we are talking about the Lumineth list. the Lumineth List would want to play into this. It's like, cool, I'm going to kill all your War Chanters, your army's half as good. So straight away um in this situation yep. those war chanters are all going to buff everything they're going to buff the six auric gore grunters the two blocks of 10 ard boys the other two five five ard boy units are maybe going to sit on back objectives just holding them um and just hanging out and then Kragnos, six gore grunters and 220 ard boys are just going to hammer across the field and just beat you up basically yeah they yeah they just they are coming
1: <laughs> after you it's gonna be really good um i think the warshanter with the uh, arcane tome was a really, really good choice. Um, I think Uruk players always, almost, they didn't want to take the weird knob, but you had to have um, the great big Hand of grok Whereas now you don't have to have it, and you can still have that spell. But also, he's given him the command trait Master of Magic, so he's getting to reroll yep. on that cast. Um, so he's he. It's it's really good cause it, with our with Big Y. If you almost didn't get that spell off, you had a turn where you're like, oh no what am I going to do now? Because our boys are really good, but they don't quite have that speed to get up. Whereas now with the teleport, it's a fairly guaranteed teleport. Yeah. It's going to be yeah, really I wonder if, to we're gonna that, if we're going to see that, if we're going to see a Mystic
0: Shield thrown on Kragnos, or if we're going to see him Finest Hour into the enemy. I'm not sure. Um, I think that's going to be one of those interesting ones. It'll also be very aggressive, very fast, very in your face, um, and also does super well into other monster builds. Like it's very possible for him to go into because there, there is on the other uh, the opposing team, there is a a B-score Raiders army, sorry, an Ogre More tribe's army with them. Like he could comfortably, with the right dice, go into one, nuke it with the Mortal Wounds, go into the other and kill it in combat. Now, that would be like a bit of a Yahtzee
1: moment, but not so we're going to see it, um, uh, See, but... the better one then, is that uh, he charges into the other Kragnos, and more wounds him <laughs> off the board, and then goes into a Stonehold.
0: <laughs> yeah that works. That works. Uh so very excited to see this play. It looks pretty brutish, but Leo plays pretty smart. Interestingly, going back to AOS two, launch of AOS two, uh we talked about the Iron Jaws. We kinda had two different uh opinions on how to play um Iron Jaws. Nathan uh built his Iron Jaws armies always very aggressive, very outputy. Leo always did the others uh the other way where he always played about board control and presence. Um, this feels like uh, the wrong the, one. <laughs> <laughs> all destruction players hate him and find out why. Uh, <laughs> um, but so, yeah, like it'll be interesting to see if that's what he's going to go here, because on paper, and when you look at it, you think aggression. Are we going to see some like, like I talked about leaving the two five uh, hardball units at the back? Are we actually going to see them placed at the front to trade off so that he can hit you with a Kragnos uh, or six quarter runners after? Very excited to find out about that. And obviously, uh, Big Wah, uh, he's got to hold the line, so he's got to keep uh, his either his Gore or his um, uh, 30 Ard
1: boys alive. Uh, one of those two options to keep them alive. i say with Big Wah, he's getting those points up really quickly as well. You know, um, he's got the chance. He's, he's getting nine guaranteed turn one, um, and then you get the D6. So you really see you're getting that 12 that you want straight away, and 12 gives you that six-up DPR for the whole army, and then he wants to be getting up to 18 to 20, that's when he gets his plus one hit and wound. So he's going to be getting that by turn two.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, so uh, that's Leo, and then finally Simon uh, Simon Frohly, uh is rocking um, his Mega Gargan army. So his grand strategy is Beastmaster, which means he's got to keep any of his units alive shocker any of them alive Um, uh, right just any of them Uh, and then uh, he's taking Taker Tribe so his Mega Gargants are going to count as 30 models for an objective as opposed to 20 Pete Scully's list uh, is similar to this one Um, and then he's got just to double check exactly who has um, they've both got similar kind of like uh, loadouts Uh, the Kraken Eater is the general and he's got the glowy lantern um, which means he's a wizard and he's also got the spell law levitate uh, so he can make one of those mega gargants fly that's right that's always what we've always wanted like
1: flying flying
0: gargants gargants, like a missile
1: cast on an eight
0: Uh, yes cast on an eight but like i mean he could also just go for a mystic shield if he wanted to yeah. Um, of course, uh, which obviously is going to tie in really well with this army. Then the gatebreaker Mega Gargan, he's got the upgrade because he's got the bata- uh, sorry the battle regiment, which gives him an extra artifact, uh, and he's gone for the of course the amulet of destiny, which is a five up ward slash DPR uh, on his uh, on his war stomper. In fact, this list is identical. To pete Scully's list from the dragon slayers other than the amulet of destiny which i i didn't see i don't know if it was missed off my note typing um but um otherwise they, both players from both teams are running identical mega Gargant armies which i find quite interesting it's because
1: there's only really one thing you can do with them and they're a really boring <laughs> army but you
0: know uh, what who said that <laughs> how dare you say <laughs> things like that what what? Um, what? <laughs> you telling me they're just going to run on stream they're just going to run onto an objective and we're going to be like can you kill
1: them? So what they're going to do right Can you kill them? Is he going to pick them up do this move forward put them back down and then go I'm going to go to the bar now <laughs> uh, I'll come back in five turns uh, Yeah cool Sweet Tell
0: me if you've, tell me if you've killed me <laughs> um... Yeah did you do it?
1: Oh you did Sweet Good game Thank you very much
0: So just for a recap for <laughs> everyone who's just joined us uh, Fire Slayers Osiarchs Nurgle Lumineth Um, big war and uh, mega uh, sorry um, sons of behemoth and honestly it feels very very primary heavy yeah with some interesting like two i would say that there's at least there's like three interesting problems in this actually several let's just talk about them uh Owen's got anti-magic in his list. We talk about the pro-magic version of Arcan that he can do all these things for his army, but he's also an anti-magic. He's got plus two to unbind and dispel, so he could potentially shut down opposing wizards a bit better than other armies. Maybe you pair him into it. Uh, Fire Slayers, anti-monster. You've got that. Um, uh, Bigwar is also anti-monster as well. Uh, the Lumineth is anti-synergy, anti-small characters, uh, and Sons of Behemoth are anti-joy to watch. So like, they've got like a bunch of strategies. <laughs> <laughs> they've got a bunch of strategies uh, available there. Um, right, so let's look at the Dragon Slayers, right? So the Dragon Slayers have mixed it up. Now, don't forget, Dragon Slayers came second in the Super Series. They're a competent team. Uh, they're a bunch of treasures. It's really fun. They're captained by Andy Hughes. Now, uh, they've got Soulblight Gravelords, Lumineth, Slaves to Darkness, Sons of Behemoth, Almost a Mirror, like we talked about previously, Ogre Moor Tribes, and... Off the back of uh, winning Mancunian Carnage, Fabian with his disciples of Zinch Archeon list, uh, which is some big news. Now it's in. This is a, a much more disparate team composition, and I quite like that because actually it gives the opponents lots to think about. I think there was definitely a strategy in the Sobright, uh, sorry, in the South London Legions list, but in the Dragon Slayers, in my opinion. It feels like they've given themselves a variety of options, whatever they end up playing against. I don't know if you feel that's true, Adam.
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. Um I think they're almost fairly I, I think they're actually fairly similar to be honest, with what they're doing. Um but you you can almost see you you'll see the the differences when we go through the lists. Um I mean the Soul Blight like, Gravelords list is, is very is almost very much like Owen's um Mortec list or Elseok list. Um, you've got the luminescent list sort of doing the same things as the other luminescent list but slightly differently if I makes any sense um, but it's like an anti-synergy sort of thing um, but in a very different way um, obviously the Gargants are exactly the same because again you can only build them in one way um, I think AD's list is really interesting and you'll see that one in a minute um, but like that one's going to be sort of that snipey sort of army it's going to be going into really small places doing what it needs to do and doing like small damage and shutting your opponent down um but i think it, yeah i think they're fairly similar but in very different ways to what they're trying to do if that makes any it sense it does <laughs> and i think
0: now we've seen all 10 or uh, sorry all 12 lists um the chat is pointing mm-hmm. out that we're not seeing any INET deepkin uh which we would see all the time in aos2 like it's because they're uh, trash ooh, now. Okay, <clears throat> uh, and then we've 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 seen <clears throat> no seraphon with the ban of with the ban of salamanders. We've seen no seraphon at all, which I think is interesting, um, and I think probably has affected that uh, in a big way. Um, and then uh, the necromancer might have changed up the list that Andy was running for his soul. Like grave uh, so we'll see. So let's let's talk through these lists now. Uh, so Andy Hughes um, is running uh, a big stonky. Don't mess with me, Godless. It's interesting that the South London Legion banned Godtrek and we've seen two of the big bands, um of course, Nagash, and we're going to talk about Archeon in a bit in both of these uh, armies. Uh, so Nagash, Manfred, and a Vengori Lord, or as a Boy as we know him. Um, he's got prize sorcery, so he's just got to keep one of those three wizards alive uh, in, order, in order to gra- get that. And then he's got three times 20 dead walker zombies, all in a battle regiment so it's a one drop and he's in the castelli dynasty uh so adam have you had any thoughts on this
1: because uh, tell me what you think yeah this list is absolutely incredible um so me and matt have been talking about something like this um for the last couple of weeks and he's actually currently buying up this list and started okay. painting it so i relatively know what it is trying to do um but nagash obviously he's just an, he's just amazing at the moment you know he's in and 9 on impossible to mm-hmm. kill um, you have to really commit to him but again you're not really going to be doing it he's got more wounds for days because of that arcane bolt spam that you can do um, then you've got Manfred who's a really really tricksy piece um, now because he's um, at the start of the combat phase um, if he's in combat he can teleport somewhere on the board 9 inches away um, so he, basically it's really hard to pin down so you have to deal with him shooting But the really interesting part about him is that if he charges, he can teleport away and then pile in three inches. So because he's made a charge move. um, So let's say you've screened off an objective. You could teleport Manfred over, pile him in three inches onto the objective. And because he's a monster, he counts as five. So he could sneak an objective off people with that little trick. And then the Vengorian again, really survivable, just really good. And then the Vengorian Lord is, again, really, really good because anything within three inches of him is getting neg one or like uh, reduces that their, their uh, rend neg, by one yeah reduces rend that's the one yeah <laughs> um so he's really good so he's making that stuff more survivable again um nagash's command ability makes all the zombies immune to battle shock um and gives things like plus one to wound i yep. think but it does something else but the main i think the main thing you're looking for is actually the um, immune to battle shock so all those zombies are they seem fairly squishy but they regenerate from the gravesites, they regenerate when they hit stuff, they regenerate from Nagash and they can't be battle yep. off.
0: Yeah, yeah. And also like like so you, it, to get to get to the zombies you've got to punch through the Vengori Lord, Nagash and Manfred. Like you've got to go through them first. Yeah. Um and and I've seen them play actually, I saw Greg uh from the Welsh Um, uh, six nations team playing with a a similar ish list actually at one of our our, one of our tsn arena events and one of the things uh, that really struck me was like you could throw whole armies um, you could throw uh, like whole armies at nagash and manfred and achieve almost nothing um, uh, in this situation so like it's got some really solid play, and again, like what do you put into it? Now that we've looked at the South London Legion list, like I'm not sure the Sentinels do the work. There's not really that synergy there. Um, so, are you throwing a Kragnos in, hoping to punch him out? Do you want to know how Tell you deal me. with it? Uh, got <laughs> <track>. <laughs> There's no Gotrek, so <laughs> but, uh, they kind of shot themselves
1: in the foot there, didn't
0: they? So, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what they decide <laughs> to put into the gash. Constantly, I think that's going to be an interesting one.
1: I don't think we're going to see Nagash die once this weekend, or this Saturday, tomorrow. Oh, really? I don't think he dies at okay.
0: all. Okay. All right. Well, we get to we get to we get to set that up for the coverage tomorrow. So that's going to be the fun part, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> set that up. Uh, now, AD Mac uh, is running a list that he was running in AOS two, uh, very similar. He's got Bellacore, He's got those three Corn Slaves to Darkness Demon Princes. He's got Chaos Sorcerer Lord on Manticore. He's got Hold the Line, which might be a bit tough. This is one of the few times we might not see that achieved, which is keep those battle line units alive. Which is twenty Chaos morders and two tens of Chaos morders. He's got those. There's nine untamed beasts and the Chaos War Shrine. And then he's got the Blood Secretor, uh, which is going to be uh, giving those Demon Princes plus one. Uh, save so the demon princes have like a, an aura of you can't charge around them we've seen him use them as three demon princes always, also have always strike first um, and bellicor can obviously shut down your opponent so it's a bit like the legion of the first prince build with you know, like uh, which it does something similar there's a lot of shutdown um, but he's just running it into spoilers instead um, uh, and uh, i think we've seen him play some really solid games with this and again Talking about being able to hold the primary, not 100% certain how he's going to hold the primary with the Marauders as much as some of the other lists that we saw from the Southland Legion, but I guarantee he's got loads of play to achieve battle tactics, right?
1: Yeah, this list is um, really, really interesting, actually, um, because it is doing a lot of shutdown stuff, but it's got a lot of damage. Um, but also, those Demon Princes are really, really survivable. Um, because of the spoilers, um, they're all getting a 5-up uh, ward save, so that mm-hmm. includes Belakor as well. Um, you've got one of them that has the armor of tortured souls, which reduces render by one that anything goes into it. Um so and they also do mortal wounds or from their swords as well. Um, so those demon princes are gonna play a really integral role. Um you've also got uh, like the Chaos shrine can give out, you know, all these different buffs, give out plus one save, re-roll saves, or it can give out, you know, to Bellicor he could be giving out re-rolls hits and wounds, and Bellicor is a real beat stick now. He is really, really strong when he goes into something, but also because he's 4-up ethereal save, you could give him re-rolls to save. So he's a 4-up re-rolling with a 5-up DPR. Um, so, uh, this, yeah. so this list is super, like, is, it's really survivable, um, but it's also got a lot of shutdown and it's got a fair amount of output in it. Um, so I think it's going to be really interesting to see how AD plays it.
0: So don't forget, just the general gets the five-up ward. The only general, um,
1: of okay. course. Only okay. the general
0: gets okay. that five-up ward. Um, but yeah, of course, I-, I agree with you. And I think we've seen this play, actually, in the Super Series format 4 from AD. So uh, I'm excited to see it play again. Um, especially because he just keeps running it like Novocaine, yeah. like and 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 constantly. People are like and sometimes he doesn't win all the games, and sometimes it does. Like and I think, but it gives him lots of options to play. Um, and they're all they're all bravery ten, so he's got like options for heals all day in there if that's what he want to achieve, which he didn't have in Age of Sigmar two. He didn't have all out attacking Age of Sigma two. He didn't have all out defense in Age of Sigma two. Uh, sorry, so like he's got all of those new toolkits in this army. Um, yeah, because so, are a
1: three plus base save. So with all that defense, they're straight on a two plus. With Mystic Shield, they're going onto a one plus. Or you could throw out a couple of them with two plus saves.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And then just tank some stuff, right? And with always strikes first, <laughs> you can you can hit first, yeah. and you can move around with those. It's a, it's going to be a very interesting list to see play. It also looks awesome. So like, I know that's I mean most of the armies will, but like it's a, it's very very interesting. And I think I think AD really is defining this as his list and his style. Um, and you know people have got to watch out. So I'm excited to see that play. Uh, Tom Waller, another Kragnos. So Ogamore tribes, they've got Beastmaster, of course. So they have to. So that's their grand strategy. They've got to keep the monsters alive. So Kragnos, two Frostlords on Stonehorn, both with Metal Cruncher. Yeah, you heard it. Yeah, both with Metal Cruncher. Oh yeah an Icebrow Hunter and a Slaughter Master. Now the Icebrow Hunter uh, makes the Frost Saber's battle line, so he's got three lots of two battle line. So not great for doing the primary. Uh but of course uh, the Frosthorn and Stonehorn and Kragnos are gonna count as monsters, and of course the Frosthorn and Stonehorn are gonna count as ten because they're in because uh, oh, they're yeah. in Ogre More tribes. Uh, and then they're Head as well. So they're gonna have that plus one uh wound on their profile.
1: Also, that plus one move, I think, if they're within uh, 12 inches of the yes. general. Um, so they can essentially be going 15 inches in that first yeah. turn. So, like, and, and then, again, with these battle plans, which are quite short deployments, like they are going to be zooming across. Th-
0: they are going to be zooming across. Now, previously, we saw lists like this held up by Ethereal Eels, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Metal Cruncher, Metal Cruncher obviously works so well. It's based off your armor save. The better your armor save, uh, you're likely to take D6 Mortal Wounds. Two lots of... Uh, of those on the Frost Lord, as well as the mortal Wounds that they do from the charges, could definitely see some units cleared up before the Frost Lord and Stonehorn, which do incredible damage, even get to do any striking, which is pretty wild. And that doesn't include Kragnos, who is also going to slap face. It's not necessarily the um, the most tricksy list,
1: uh, but it's got lots of raw output. Sometimes you don't need the tricks. Sometimes you just need raw output and just absolutely smash someone yeah. up. Um, I think this this um, army is potentially quite matchup dependent, yeah. um, so you've got to be really careful in that uh, in their matchup process with this list. But it's also it's not a bad army. It's just to bus into something like into a bad matchup because you're gonna get some points out of it.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, you can just you can like turn one. um, You could just get you can run three monsters, and there you go. Mm. You've got yourself you've got yourself something no one else has. He's gonna he's gonna give up VP, but also take VP from achieving battle tactics with this as well. I just worry about the primary. That's what I worry about. Like and what he's gonna face off against. But then again, like if you go into the right matchups. Um, like, it's it's a lot of output. And if it goes...
1: Don't need to worry about the primary one,
0: everything's <laughs> <said. laughs> dead. <Don't, like, laughs> like... You kill all of the opponent's, like, stuff. You don't have to worry. And the thing is, is a lot of these battle plans are in the midfield. So if people trade off with little things, it's going to be really interesting to see if this gets paired into Iron Jaws and we get a Kragnos versus Kragnos. Um, I think that's going to be... In... Oh, we'll see if that happens. Um, uh, I think that there's loads of options here. Are we going to see two Frostlaws on Stonehorn go into um Arcan or go into you know any of those things i think that could be really interesting are we going to see the fire slayers dropped in and just start firing their magma pikes and lifting these boys off like this 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 l- gives us loads of options which i think for some fun matchups uh so we've talked so yeah. pete is running uh the kraken eater so he's running sons of behemoth he's got beastmaster again because he's got taker tribe so again taker tribe more wounds mega gargant's worth 30 for holding an objective. He's got the Kraken Eater, War Stomper and Gatebreaker and three times one Man Crushers. So I don't know if Simon and Pete have been talking about exactly the right list to run, but this feels like this is the go-to Sons of Behemoth list, uh, effectively. I don't know what you think, Adam, but um, it's basically the same.
1: I don't know why he's saying go-to. It's the uh, only. Um, uh, (laughs) There's no go-to about it. It's just the only (laughs) list that you can run. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, so uh we've talked about this already so but like against the opposing team um it's is it going to get onto those objectives first are the sentinels going to take off one of these a turn we don't know that yet like um is this going to play well into the iron jaws will this lift units of um guard i don't think so actually um like you gotta ask yourself that see the,
1: the um the Mega Gargans uh, have always had a struggle with like their output. Their output isn't that good when they're not in Stomper tribe? Or is it Breaker? Well the gatebreakers Breaker do the tribe? most damage. So... Yeah, um and when you've only got one of them now, like I, I just struggle I just struggle to see where your your raw output comes from. So when you're trying to deal with uh, the Nurgle list, how does it deal with that? When you're dealing with Owen's Mortec list, I don't see how they deal with that necessarily um because owen's got the output to deal with this the nurgle's got the output to deal with this and i think the other list the fire slayers list from south london legion can deal with it just because of the shots but it's whether it can deal with it fast enough if that makes sense so this army against the south London, london legion is basically just almost a race against time like they have the output but if they have one bad turn that could be all over for them
0: interesting I like that. I like that thought. Uh, Very interesting. So that's Pete's list. And again, a mega-gong list. And then uh, Fabian, uh, who I've played. A little bit of a treasure. Love this guy. Um, Yeah, good. And so now Kairos was banned. Um, uh, So this is a Zinch list, and it's in Hosarkanum, Which Hosarkanum, actually, when you actually break it down and ignore everything, has a free, completely free, unbind, turns 1, 3, and 5. Significant significant like pivotal turns like ultimately like it like uh, it's really good first turn like no you can't have your teleport or your other spell turn three uh that priority and they they you know, they burn one of your objectives and you're like, oh no, I've burnt an objective. Like, yeah. um, like <laughs> so like all of those, but with Kairos banned, uh, which Fabian's List previously had Kairos in, uh, he switched up to a more summoning based build. So normally you would see Archeon and you would see Kairos, but Kairos was banned for this particular match. Uh, and so he's you've seen him move into the, in my opinion, uh, dominant summoning build. Um, so he's got blue scribes. That they've got on a 2+, plus. Uh, they can make it so that all wizards within range are going to re-roll their casts. I totted it up. I think before the change caster goes wild, there are 14 casts in this army. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) right? Before the change cast goes wild. What? 14 casts. So he's got... Well, because he's got the chronomantic cogs. So he's got the chronomantic cogs, which gives plus one cast to every wizard within six. So he's got 14 re-rollable casts thanks to the blue scribes. If he gets any of those off, not including being able to do damage and all the other shenanigans, um, he obviously is going to be able to um, uh, use those for summoning points. And 14 will get you... 10 blue horrors or an exalted flamer if you get up to 20 it gets you 10 pink horrors uh so it's pretty significant all the while you're dealing with archeon so archeon is in there now archeon in zinch is effectively the most powerful unit in age of sigma and i'll like put my like hat in a ring yeah. to anyone who wants to go 10 for 10 on that argument there's no way he's minus one to hit naturally you have to re-roll sixes to hit which is wild he's got a four up spell ignore a four up Uh, ignore against mortal wounds he heals d3 in each one of his hero phases so that's not including heroic heals which means 15 d3 over the game he's got thanks to the spell law plus one to hit and plus one to wound um, and then uh, that's from Infusion Arcanum. And then he's also got to Shield of Fate. Now, Adam, they t- in 18 3, they mainly took away reroll saves completely, but Shield of Fate allows you to reroll.
1: They had to miss Yeah, this they one, did. Didn't they? This
0: allows you to. Re- they had to miss yeah, this. Yeah, they- this allows you to reroll <laughs> saves based on how many Destiny dice you've got. And of course, Archeon starts on a 3 up armor save. So with Mystic Shield or in their finest hour, it goes up to a 2 up. If you add additional plus 1 save, it goes to a 1 up. So it means he's ignoring red 1 with a reroll. And then you ignore mortal wounds. There isn't an answer
1: to Archeon, like that. It's awful. It's awful. Utterly horrific. Each Archeon is, yeah, it... as powerful. Yeah, it, the, the most powerful unit, like you said, most um, powerful unit in Age of like, 3. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And I think they, I think they're going to really try and match this up to the the Luminescent Raptor. Do list. you? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll be quite funny. I, I well, I don't. But I think it'll be hilarious because all those Lumineth, the Luminescent is going to be like, wait how many spells do I want to cast this turn? well I think I think the New Left have got <laughs> just, a really good answer just like to this uh, I think I think uh, I think I agree I just think it's uh, maybe funny for the summoning engine <laughs> to go through um like you're just gonna see all of these uh summoning points all of these horrors coming out of just like everywhere <laughs> yeah whereas <laughs> whereas go. actually the sentinels
0: in my opinion like the exact matchup south on the Legion they want the sentinels into this
1: because because this list um falls apart quite well when the blue scribes are dead as soon as the blue scribes go. This whole list, well, wow, a lot of the power in this does disintegrate quite. quickly. Yeah, it
0: does. Uh, kind of shout out to one of my favourite YouTubers, Age of Something, in the chat. Big love to um, uh, but have you. But he says, have you seen the black coach at full power? It's basically the same. Uh, it's basically.
1: Uh, it's literally the same thing. Like, you
0: know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the why even compare the, the, the sentinels? The sentinels are gonna uh, delete um, uh, these characters, and the character is gonna be really important. The other one, the Chaos Lord. This is cheeky, Chaos Lord. That's in there.
1: Oh, this is lovely. It's, it's bit been tech. given
0: uh, the arcane Tone, which means he's a wizard. And then when he's near Cogs, he's going to have an additional spell as well. Um, now, what's really key here is he's got two endless spells. Which honestly, like I've been, I've been rooting through my brain as to why he's got the Soul Screen Bridge and he's got Ghast. Now, Ghast is actually really interesting because it affects units within six, maybe it might be more, um, but 12, twelve. Thank you. But it means that they can't benefit from immune to battle shock. Right, which is pretty key, right? So he can throw Archeon. Oh, we haven't even talked about Archeon. In host Archon he's going to get a pre-game move of six inches, uh, and then he's going to move his fourteen inches, and then he's going to just auto charge with whatever he wants to charge. Yes, why yeah, why wouldn't he? He's yeah. going to use his agenda, so he gets plus possible attack on all of his melee profile for the rest of the game, um, and then he's just going to delete some stuff. And with Ghast, he can make it so that you're not immune to Battleshock on those units. And that's quite interesting in what he decides to go into here. Like, maybe wants to push it into the Fire Slayers. Maybe not. Not sure. Um, although they don't rely on immune to Battleshock because of um, uh, because of CP. They do it because they're near objectives. So not 100% certain. And the guys have got to know uh, sorry, Southern Legion have got known that Archeon Zinch was coming, and so maybe, maybe they'll just bust yeah. people under him. Like they'll just be like, "Cool, just have your
1: way." Yeah, I think you do. I think you just say, "Right, just get some points. That's it. Just get some points for the team, and we'll just keep throwing almost the same thing at it every time." And just go, "Get five points. You know, get two points. That's enough." Um, but I think the Soul Screen Bridge tech with the uh, Sorcerer Lord's really interesting because you can set- teleport the Sorcerer Lord to keep him in range of Archeon. Well- um, so then he's going to be fighting twice. Well, well, so the sorcery like... Bridge,
0: I think, is really interesting because, like you said, normally you need Archeon to be close. Like, he normally thrown away, and then he loses all of his yeah. buffs. But the Chaos Lord has got a command ability. that allows Archeon to pile and attack twice. So if, I, if I'm if i reading this right, and I think I might be, Fabian has spent 70 points, yeah, to teleport a tiny character to make Archeon pile and attack twice. Like, that's... Uh, y- yeah.
1: But it's seventy points to make eight hundred points fight well, again. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like Like uh, that's wild. And then the battle line of two units of three screamers is each and ten carrier not forgetting the six screamers as each that are gonna come out of the artifact that you get. Um and then uh, he's, only keep... and the yeah, he's, only he's only gotta keep one Yeah, he's only got to keep a price sorcerer, he's only got to keep one of those uh, wizards alive and they're all over the place. Oh, and oh, actually, it off. might be 15 spells if you include the Carrix. Carrix might push it up to 15.
1: Yeah, Carrix got... A spell, and don't forget they? the
0: Change Caster. Every time he casts a spell on a 9+, he's going to cast some more spells. So he can go butt wild. Yeah?
1: I hope you see that. Just like a 1,000 spells. Just infinite seven spells. 7 is your max.
0: I, I maxed it with 7 one time. Se- 7 is your max. Infinite. Uh, <laughs> so he can, he can in one hero phase summon 10 pink horrors. In one hero phase. Um, in the first one if it all goes his way if it all goes his way it's pretty wild but it's also going to take forever to do all that casting so um uh, on that table uh Uh, right so and then the final list uh liam uh alford uh with his lumineth realm lord so this is slightly different but more what we used to from a lumineth list it's in sire uh, so that's the sub faction he's got the umbral spell portal and techless so we're going to see a technado a bit of a classic uh, we've got the Cathalar, and then we've got the venari lord regent which we don't tend to see very often uh, he's also got the venari starshark baluster and then he's got 10 wardens 10 wardens 20 sentinels and 5 dawn riders so he's got a lot more options here uh to run around in this army and this army is going to play very different to the sentinel build i think what do you think uh,
1: yeah, like it's a, it's almost a completely different list, but it's almost trying to do the same thing um because it's Teclus's got splash damage to deal with those um small characters, so it's that anti synergy um build again. Um but uh you know, Techless is just super powerful. You know, four auto spells, um, casting spell portal, doing uh, the Technado stuff. Uh you still got sentin- twenty sentinels is still a lot. Um Tunis Ten Wardens are quite good you know they're going to be walking forward they're relatively hard to kill the dawn riders can kill chaff stuff um the baluster's there to kill some stuff um and then the the lord regent's really interesting because he's got that spell which activates everybody's um uh magic weapon things i think so he so they don't they can don't have to waste their spell um, to cast um, empowered weapons, yeah. whatever it's called, um, the Lord Regent can do that for them, and then everyone's got it, and they don't have to do it. So they, he's got essentially by paying for one spell, he gets four extra spells. Yes, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think he's got lo- he's got lots of options here as well. Even the Starship Ballista, like making you minus one to hit, is like an interesting take because he can counter some stuff um, uh, yeah. with that. The Dawn Riders are pretty nice into small. This a nice small trading unit. Uh, I just worry. As always, as we always talked about with the Techlian build, um, uh, and we've talked about this since since the first book came out, and me and Adam have done a lot of live coverage of these particular sorts of matches, is that there's always never enough bodies.
1: Yeah, it's going to really struggle with bodies, um, but that's where it may come into its element in a team event. Because with a team event, you can pick its matchup a little bit easier. Um, you can look at... like It can do fairly well into some of the opponent's lists. Like I think it does fairly well into um, the Owens OB- OBR list. Um, I think it does fairly well into the Iron Jaws list. Just because it, it can take the punches. It can deal with it. Um, but uh, I think it's going to struggle. I do, I do think it struggles into the South London Legion team comp. Um, but I... I I think it's going to be interesting to see if he plays it well. techlist can do a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, because I think the interesting thing and he's got. An I think the interesting thing about
0: the and the Legion list it doesn't necessarily rely on a lot of magics. The Fyseal list really, really, really yeah. relies on on prayers and, and and aura abilities. As does actually the Nurgle list. And actually, the Nurgle list is running off command abilities and aura abilities as well. Um, the the RDP that you get for Osiarchs is 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 fine there. Um, so I don't think that that's not really like relying on it. Lumineth obviously is. Big War isn't. Again, in fact, actually, they're almost not playing. Southlanders are almost not playing the magic game in some ways. Obviously, there's the the Lumineth list. Yeah. Um So so any anti magic doesn't tend to overly work um, into them as well. But that said, that said, I think uh, Liam Liam's been playing this army a lot. Um, and if you spike well on that that technado, like like if you sp- if you just start yeah, exactly. spiking well, like over <laughs> a couple of turns. Um, you could just do some really fun stuff. Uh, so yeah, this is this has been this has been fascinating, and I think like a big shout out to the teams for putting these lists together. Like I personally, I'm very excited to see how these matchups go, um, and what ends up being the case. Um, and then interesting, like first time having talked through the system, whether six six uh, matchups is more uh, sorry six armies is more interesting than four. I don't know. I don't know what you think, like having gone through. it, It's a lot to take in. It's a lot. But it's going to make the matchup process yeah. a lot more interesting. We're probably not going to see as many um, uh, repeat matches or as like any like uh, rematches. Uh, so uh,
1: it also makes it um, more polarized at the start, like because you can actually win a matchup process now like whereas four person you can kind of fluff it and go oh no i've kind of messed it up i'll be all right whereas six person if you mess up this matchup process you could lose the entire yeah. round it's like straight really away
0: important really important okay well adam thanks for uh thanks for helping me through this today it's been super fun adam will be here tomorrow so he's, he's driving up oh he's getting up tomorrow uh, we're doing live coverage along with me math Mallow, dan and matt uh, so uh, all of um uh, all of the Uh, that coverage will be live tomorrow on the T-Sports Network if you guys want to go and check it out um, which would be super cool we'll be live all day we'll be also recording the games and we'll also be um, uh, hopefully doing some interviews if we can find some time I think some of them are leaving in the evening there's an entire team immediately out after just to go to Speckles' birthday uh, which I completely understand because Speckles is a legend Um, but looking forward to this Uh, and we might also be live all of Sunday as well uh, doing live coverage. We're just waiting for confirmation as whether or not we've got a table boss for Sunday. And if we do, me and Adam will also be doing uh, a team, uh, not a team event, just a singles match on Sunday. You can watch again on T-Sports Network. So um, it's, it's going to be great a great fun. weekend. Like, Loads, loads, loads of Warhammer. Warhammer which is about the best you can ask for right in life uh, so uh, please do join us uh, thanks want. to the teams uh, a special shout out to two people Owen and Ziggy for helping me put some of the graphics together uh, specifically Ziggy big love to you uh, for helping me get the graphics you're a legend um, uh, <laughs> it's because I know I'm coming <laughs> I just wasn't saying that I am All Right. <laughs> uh, and thanks for tuning in uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow have a great day and thanks for listening to The Honest War Gamer um, see you guys soon